Okay, here's something I didn't know. Here's something I hadn't given much thought to, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, before beginning my peek behind the curtain at this week's book. Uh, bees leave their hives to, uh, to poop or to, you know, go to the bathroom to relieve themselves, as the website says. Bees don't poop in the box. They poop outside the box. I mean, I like to think of myself as the kind of person who poops outside the... I wasn't even okay. That was going to be a joke about like thinking outside the box, but then I realized that in order to make it funny, I'd have to expand. I don't even want to think about what it means to poop outside, like the box. There's no just I go in the toilet. You don't need to know anything about how I go to the bathroom. But bees don't go to the bathroom in their box. And now that I think about it, it makes sense that bees wouldn't poop in their and not even in the box. It's in the hive in gen wherever they have their hive in a tree in a. I don't know where bees build hive. Like in the ground, like no matter where a bee lives, it doesn't go to the bathroom in its hive. It goes outside the hive. So even in the winter, bees have to like creep out of the hive and like poop, and then they go back in. Uh, I don't. This is this is this is related to this week's book. By the way, I'm not just talking about the pooping habits of bees, which does sound like an like an Oprah bestseller, like the pooping habits of bees by best-selling author. It would probably a coming-of-age story about like nothing to do with bees but they would like mention beehives like in one small passage and then that was where they get the name of the so it, the, trust me that the habits of bees do play a, mi a mi very minor part in this week's book but i don't i have a history with bees I, i'm sure i've mentioned it on the show i am not comfortable around stinging insects but in recent years i have become more comfortable around stinging insects mostly bees uh, because we have some beautiful bees in our beautiful backyard garden and so i've made myself get comfortable with them uh, as as the years have gone over i'm not so afraid of getting stung anymore but i am not comfortable around anything pooping so i'm glad that they wait until i am not looking to do it because I don't like seeing cats poop. I don't like seeing dogs. Just it's nothing I want. Oh, look at that. The theme song's about to come up. See you on the other side. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week we are not going to talk about the pooping habits of bees anymore. We're not going to talk about the pooping habits of anyone anymore, actually. We don't need to concern ourselves with I'm, I don't do bees poop. Do bees poop? I know that the book says that everyone poops, but I'm just going to look it up. Do bees poop? Do bees poop? Uh, the first question that comes up is, do bees poop honey? And the, no, my child, bees don't poop honey. They vomit honey. They don't poop it though. But yes, bees do uh, poop. They also groom each other like cats to maintain their yellow fur coats. Uh, that's actually on a website. I just the first. Thing that came up on Google when I asked if bees pooped. Uh, yes, they do. They do. poo outside the hive, though. It's very important for the hygiene of the hive, as it says. Uh, it says, so the next time you see a minuscule orange mark on your car, it's most likely the lucky symbol of a sweet-smelling bee poo. Uh, I don't know if that is necessary, but it's on the website, bensbees.com.au. So uh, an Australian said it, so it's got to be true. But what is this week's book? Why are we talking about bee poo at all? Well, we are discussing uh, the book. It's an I can read book for beginning readers level one at 2009's, just like last week's book, 2009's The Berenstain Bears Class Trip by Jan and Mike Berenstain. And right off the bat, uh, we are seeing some major developments in a bear country, but mostly from the way the bears are dressed. From the front cover, right off the bat, we see brother in his snazzy jacket. We see sister in a nice pink tracksuit, unlike her usual uh, wear. We see cousin Fred wearing a pretty snappy-looking green jacket. We see Queenie McBear, I assume, in a in a purple tracksuit. But it is Teacher Bob who is the standout of this episode, or as it says on the bus windshield, 
T-Bob. They call him, they don't call him T-Bob in this book, but I like to pretend that they call him T-Bob throughout the book. T-Bob's class. T-Bob, who is also, I believe, is T-Bob one of the robots from the cartoon? Yes, T-Bob is the name of the robot from the cartoon, 1980s cartoon series Mask. I was obsessed with T-Bob as a child. Uh, There was a T-Bob action figure that I never got because he was very uh, difficult to find, but he was in, he was the he was the kid appeal character, which is funny because all cartoons are supposed to be kid appeal. But uh, in a cartoon, there is the kid appeal character, like Bumblebee and Transformers. It's the it's the cartoonier than cartoony character in a, in a in a cartoon, the one that little kids are supposed to latch onto. And boy, did I latch onto T Bob! But I did not latch onto Teacher Bob. But the reason I want to call out Teacher Bob in this book is because he is wearing. The snappiest thing I have ever seen Teacher Bob wear. He's wearing a pair of jeans. He is wearing a a like olive green uh, uh, sweater, and then over that olive green sweater, it looks like he is wearing a jean, a, like a denim suit jacket. But it could just be that it's blue, light blue pair of pants, light blue suit jacket with with like pretty snazzy collar and a red button that says Bob on it. Uh, I I just like Bob wearing the uh, sport coat with sweater combination. It is something I'm like. Teacher Bob has gone through a lot, probably of all the characters in in Bear Country. Teacher Bob has gone through the most permutations. Sometimes he's shown to be a pretty stiff guy. Sometimes he's he's uh, he's pretty strict. Sometimes he's loosey goosey. Sometimes he's wearing a, a tie and a sweater and a button down shirt, and he looks pretty uh, pretty stiff. But it's nice to see that uh, it, by this point, in the year two thousand nine. Two years before the birth of Mitzi. I have a child already at this point who is eight years old. It is nice to see that Teacher Bob is allowed to let it go a little bit. It's a class trip. He's dressing He's dressing a little bit down, but not, not unprofessionally. He's just not, he just doesn't look, he looks like he's about to go out on a first date. So I'm, I'm just going to assume that he bought this sweater. He's now trying it out on a class trip. Going to see if it's comfortable. Going to see if he can like sort of like keep his professional edge, but also be a little more relaxed. He's got a big date coming up in my mind, in my, in my head canon. Teacher Bob is just he's getting ready to go out and he wants to make sure that he's he's able to maneuver to move his arms and legs. He doesn't look, he doesn't want to look stiff in his new outfit uh, on this class trip. So uh, Brother Bear's class is going on a class trip is, is, is how they put it. And it's funny that they, they, they single out Brother Bear because sister is clearly on this trip too. Uh, they they justify it by saying that Mama and Papa are going as as chaperones or teachers helpers, as they say, and that so Sister Bear is going along. In case you're wondering, but well, what about Honey Bear? You weren't wondering that, but in case you were wondering, what of Honey Bear? Honey Bear is staying at home with Gramps and Gran, and we actually get an illustration of of Gramps uh, dandling Honey Bear on his leg while Gran uh, works on a little bit of needlepoint. She's needlepointing a heart. We, we, it, it gets like if, if this was a TV episode, it'd be like, but what if Honey Bear? And it just go, zoom, and you just see her with Gramps and Gran and then zoom back. But they would have gone to the bother of illustrating that whole scene, which they did here. Everyone is crammed onto a bus. Mama and Papa are wearing tags that say helper. Uh, brother is sitting next to his cousin Fred. Sister is sitting next to T-Bob. Don't know why she's not sitting with Lizzie Bruin. But uh, they're all on their way to... Well, a honey farm, uh, or apiary, as we call it. Uh, also, the bus driver is not our usual bus driver. This is not Gus, the bus driver. This is uh, a woman bus driver. They, we don't get her name, but they're going on a trip to a honey farm. And uh, where is this honey farm? Well, it's in Bear Country, because it's the Bear Country Honey Farm. Now, listeners and readers know that our good friend, Farmer uh, Farmer Ben, is also a, a also has a honey farm. He raises, he grows apple trees, and as, as is necessary, he has an apiary on his land, but 
it. I assume that this is a much bigger production than than Farmer Ben's Apiary. They really want to give the kids a like a look at the sort of the mechanized uh, side of of honey farming. This is a honey farm that is that is making many many jars, going out to many many bears across bear country. Uh, so on the way there, uh, cousin Fred uh, begins the song "99 Nine Jars of Honey on the Wall," which presumably is okay. Presumably is 99 bottles of beer on the wall, but it does not fit that rhythm. 99 jars of honey on the wall. Uh, I can only assume that you, if you start on the, if you start on the, I guess you're going to have to start on the upbeat. <clears throat> so instead of, because if you tried to sing it, 99 jars of honey on the, it doesn't, 99 jars of honey. Maybe if you sang it, okay, 99 jars of honey on the wall, 99 jars of honey, That that is, okay. Or you can sing it. 99 jars of honey on one two three one two three one two three one two 99 jars of honey on the one no 99 you can't okay they've get they've present so i'm going to assume it's a difference okay it's a different song 99 jars of honey on the wall that's probably what it is uh the so the class so cousin fred is like let's all sing and instead of manhandling him out the bus door or throwing him out the bus window as would be a normal response to a child on a bus who yells that uh the class sings along papa bear joins in now papa bear is really hoping there's some free samples at this honey farm he is eager for honey uh we know papa is a honey addict and here's where we get to the weird part of this book so this book is strange because it it, it brings us back to the goofy trouble-causing papa of old, but it's also new bears and you umlaut bears. So these bears are a little more grounded in reality. So the way papa behaves in this book is pretty incongruous with the way the book is presented. So they get to bunny farm, bunny, they get to the honey farm, not to the bunny farm. They're not eating rabbits. They get to the bunny farm. Hooray. They shout hooray, hooray. Pop brother bear can smell the honey in the air. You see an illustration of him. He looks like, oh, honey in the air. All the cubs have their eyes closed as they are as they are inhaling the honey in the air. This must be like driving by Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Or uh or if you go to Northfield, smelling the cereal factory in Minnesota, where you can smell like the lucky charms being processed. Uh and sisters like, we're here, which is funny because they know they're there. In any case, I guess we know that sister can read because she's pointing to the sign. So they get out. They're on, they're in the farm. There's a there's a there's beehives buzzing of bees. Uh, and I, I immediately thought, like in this version of bear country, we know that we know that in bear we know that Papa has been stung by bees before. But I was like, I wonder if bears are like afraid of bees in this version of bear country. Now it's 2009. Are the bears are the bears worried that they're going to get stung by bees, or is their fur thick enough that this isn't a concern? Uh, uh, we'll get that answer later on, but um, first of all, we see that there's a. This is a. This is it must be a clover farm. There is no. Uh, there's no apple trees in this farm. So it's a clover field. Uh, there's no giant monster. Don't you worry. No shaky cam in this book. It's just a clover field uh, with thousands of bees gathering nectar and bringing them back to the hives. So we see the hives, and uh, you might be wondering, well, what kind of hives are these? Like you know, actual natural hive. What kind of hives are these? Oh no, don't worry. These are not terracotta hives. These are not hives in trees. No, my friends, you're probably wondering, are these Langstroth hives? The hives developed by Lorenzo Loran Langstroth in the 1850s? Why, yes, in fact, they are. Prior to uh, Langstroth's inventions, uh, bees were mostly kept in baskets or log-like hives. Uh, some of them had removable top bars to get to the combs, but uh, Langstroth developed... 
this this the, the the box hive that you see today, which allows uh, which allows bees to move around, to care for their young, to build new honeycombs, to produce honey. Uh, according to Langstroth's theories in How Stuff Works, uh, the ideal amount of space between honeycomb layers is between a quarter inch and five sixteenths of an inch. Correct me if that's wrong, beekeepers who listen to the show. But the Langstroth hive is com comprised of the bottom board, which is where the hive rests, of the hive body which is made from a box, which is known as a super. That's where the queen lays her eggs and the workers raise their brood. Uh, the queen excluder, which, you know, I have on my house because I, I hate it when royalty shows up, uh, which is a mesh that the queen can't get through, which is where, which keeps the queen from laying eggs in the honey cells. You got to keep them separated, as the song says. Uh, shallow supers, which are about half the depth of the hive body where the bees store the honey and the top cover. It's a box, and it's got handles so you can move them around. You've seen these. If you've seen an apiary, you have seen these beehives, these Langstroth hives. Um, and that's what we see here. That's what we see in the book. We see, we see fields of Langstroth hives. And one of them has a, has a removable glass, a removable side, so you can see inside. There's like a glass window. So you can see in. And I got to tell you, these bees are giant. These bees are the size of, of, the, of the murder hornets we heard about. Size of a, about half the size of a bear's palm. These are big bees. Um, so the bees fly out. They gather the nectar. They bring it back to the hive. You can see them, like, bumbling about, hiving about. And Papa's like, there's the queen. And Teacher Bob is like, that's correct. All the others are her children. And I find it funny that, like, it's Teacher Bob that's, like, showing the cubs around, like, not, like, a, an employee of the apiary who's showing cubs around. Like, it's, it's just fun. It's fun. Like, no, there's, are there any employees here? We don't know. Uh, wish there were because what's about to happen is uh, bad news because uh, Brother's like, well, how do you get the honey out of the hive? And Papa's like, I'll show you. And he just rips the lid off of a hive. Uh, the bees freak out. They fly out. They swarm after the bear. So this is where I'm like, okay, they are afraid of getting stung. You don't want to get stung. I'm sure your thick fur protects you, but you don't want to get stung by an entire swarm of bees. He shuts himself in the honey barn and locks the door, which is hilarious. Like the bees are, the bees are chasing them. And then Teacher Bob says, well, let's, let's look at the correct way to get honey out. So... Looking through the window, okay, and again, they are being yelled at by the employees of this place. I don't understand why. Papa just, like, completely disrupted the bee's daily life. But you see two, two employees, uh, presumably a man and a, and a woman, a male and a female bear. We don't know because they are dressed uh, toe-to-tip in special suits in their hats, uh, but... We know that it's a male and a female bear because one of them is wearing earrings, which I think is hilarious. It says the special suits and hats keep them from getting stung. They're not wearing gloves or shoes, any coverings over those, which leads me to believe that, yes, the fur is thick enough to avoid that. I, I, it's weird. Like, if, you're, if, the, if this fur is thick, like, their fur is thick enough, that's the way bears work. But I, I assume this is just for show. So it says they're blowing smoke into the hives to make the bees sleepy, which that's what I always heard as a kid. But, you know, further research and my obsession with YouTube videos about beekeeping, which is a thing. I mean, I'm terrified of bees, but I love people who aren't terrified of bees doing their jobs. Uh, the smoke doesn't make the bees sleepy. That's 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 not what happens. What happens is the bees go into a, a certain mode where they it, it's also not true that they think the hive is on fire it's more that when they smell smoke they're like uh like a, a, a switch gets flipped inside them and they begin settling into the hive and consuming honey 
which calms them down. Because what, what the bees are doing is they're getting ready to leave if they have to. Uh, smoke just triggers a response in the bees that, calm, that, that basically switches them into get ready to move house mode. Just in case there's a fire. In case our tree is on fire, we don't want to be caught out. We want to store it. We want to get enough energy and enough honey as possible so the bees aren't as likely to attack. They're, they're not worried about protecting their hive anymore. Uh, they're, they're, they're worried about protecting the queen and getting out. So that is what the smoke is actually doing. It's not making them sleepy. It's just making them, it's just putting them on guard uh, for like a fire. So they, uh, but, but the, the bees do, you know, chill out and then you can remove the, the giant slides um, that have the honey on it and the honeycomb on it. And these slides are cool because they allow beekeepers to use the same, like, and they allow the bees to use the same comb over and over again, which is which is good because they don't have to use a lot of their time or energy uh, building more comb or using any of that uh, any of their their own personal resources to make more comb. Now this is where you get the honey. Now what is honey? Well, the, the bear the bee the bear the bees go out and they get the nectar. And the, how do they get the nectar? Well, they they swallow it and it goes into their honey tummy, honey stomachs. They come back to the beehive. They regurgitate the the honey. Uh, uh, for other like two other bees and it kind of from what i've been able to gather there's a lot of eating and regurgitating of this honey because it gets mixed with enzymes and as it gets as it gets eaten and regurgitated back into these cells uh it loses a lot of its water honey has a lot of water in it like 70 it's 70 like nectar is like 70 percent water but honey has far less water in it so as they regurgitate it it loses its water and then the bees fan it with their wings and that uh, evaporates a lot more of the water until you're left with a product that's like 20 percent water and is mostly complex sugars and enzymes and that's your honey it's excruciatingly sweet it's such a sweet product if you've ever had honey and you may have it's not uncommon it's a very sweet product. It's just a sort of concentrated nectar with uh, with bee stomach enzymes uh, uh, and uh, like uh, other other bee things. Some people are kind of grossed out by it. Uh, when you think about it, it's something that's been in a bee and come out again. I don't mind. Like it's been in an insect. It's not like it. It's not like it's been inside a cow. Like I don't like for some reason like the thought of a mammal or a bird regurgitating something is gross. But like a bee, it makes a bee. It's a little tiny thing. It's like chemicals. It's not big enough to be gross. It's small enough to be scary. Uh, and that's it. That's what that's what you know. They regurgitate. So you take out the you take out the honeycomb and you put it in. And they show this in the in the. They don't show the bear, the bees throwing up in the book, uh, but they do show uh, them taking out the comb and putting it in a giant centrifuge, or as they say, in a big wheel. And that's true. You put you put a you put a bunch of the. Uh, this is weird. So it shows, it shows them putting the honeycombs on the outside of a, of, a, of a wheel and then spinning it. And then the honey falls into a pot. And maybe, I don't know, was there a centrifuge that worked that way? All the honey centrifuges I've ever seen, uh, you put the honeycombs inside the centrifuge. And then it collects inside. This is like an exterior centrifuge, which looks like the honey would just get flopped all over the walls. This honey is only falling in one direction, which is into a giant vat. It doesn't make any sense. Also, the there's a spigot in the vat, which is, but it's halfway down the vat, which means they'd only be able to get out half of the honey, assuming that the whole thing fills up entirely in any case it looks shoddy to me like someone didn't do that. i don't know maybe this is uh, readers listeners write in let me know if this is if there has ever been a, a a bee centrifuge that operated externally it's just it's weird but in any case papa being papa screws up again he can't says he cannot wait to taste the honey he leans over to to lick out, like to stick his head in the vat of consumer grade honey and gets honey poured all over his head. 
This is absolutely unconscionable. This is uncalled for. You're contaminating the product of a business. Like he's sticking his head into a. It's horrible. He has to get hosed off by Mama. Uh, Teacher Bob presents free honey samples for the Cubs, who all say ye, ye, y e a ye, and uh, and they they get on the bus. They're heading back home. They're all they're all drinking their honey. Uh, Mama says she saved some for Papa. He's like, I already had my sample. And that's the end. And I'm a little appalled by Papa in this book. Like, it's, okay, it's a bit of a joke to be appalled by Papa's behavior in the Berenstain Bears books. We know he's a goof. We know he's a, 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 he, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a, a screw up. This, this is unconscionable. Just this, just seeing Papa stick his head in a vat of honey to get the honey out. Like, what is he, he's not a, he's not a wild animal. He is a, he is an intelligent bear. Uh, but for some reason, I'm gonna look this up. Honey centrifuge, uh, like ex external comb. Like, how does that work? Like putting the honey on the outside of a of a centrifuge. No, it would just throw it all over the wall. Yeah, I see nothing. I see no. All these pictures of centrifuges, from from old timey ones to to modern ones, from from hand cranked to giant industrial. I just see. I don't see any with the honeycomb on the outside. I just, that doesn't, I see that maybe people scraping the honey. I see them scraping the comb. I see them putting it in the centrifuge. No, it's not how it works. I think people would have figured that out a long time ago. There probably are honey extraction ways that don't involve centrifuges, but this is not it. This ain't it, kid. Uh, that's not how it works. A bear cannot stick his head in the in the centrifuge. I mean, there are there are hives that have like, Ways that they set it up so the honey flows out of the hive naturally. They're called flow hives. But that's not what they're showing here either. Like, this just looks like something that someone made. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a way that they do this that isn't that that isn't internal but uh, i did also want to point out that this is also something that some people point out as uh, cruelty to bees i have heard people say that bees are put in the centrifuge that's not the case either uh there's no bees in the centrifuge bees don't get spun around only the honeycomb does only the honeycomb gets spun around uh the honey is extracted that's all that happens. Uh, there's no the, the bees stay in their they're they're fine. The bees are treated. No one wants any bad things to happen to bees. Have you heard about the hive problems where bees are dying? No one wants anything bad to happen to bees. No beekeeper wants anything bad to happen to bees. Bees are not put in a centrifuge. That's that's that is not a thing. Uh, bees are one of the best cared for kept animals in the world. We want them to be happy. Uh, sometimes they get sick. Sometimes the colonies die, and we don't understand why. Sometimes they do get diseases. We don't understand why. We try to keep that from happening. Bees are well cared for. Uh, they certainly don't allow bears to stick their heads in the centrifuge. That is not something that happens. Uh, in any case, this was the class trip. This was the Baron State Bears in the class trip. They went on a class trip. They had a good time. Uh, I did not go on class trips in elementary school. Uh, did you? For me, personally, we weren't allowed to. They did not allow trips off campus when I was in elementary school. It was against our school policy. Uh, so there was never a field trip. We never took a field trip. In all of my elementary school years, uh, all of my junior high years, too, no field trips allowed. Uh, that was not a thing that we did. People came to the school and talked to us, but we were never allowed off campus. I don't know if it was an expense thing. I don't know if it was an insurance thing. I don't know why they actually made that rule. But So to me, I would read books where kids would go on field trips and just be 
astounded that this was a thing that happened. So uh, let me know. If you listen to the show, did you go on field trips in elementary school? Where did you go? Did you go to apiaries? Did you go to beehives? Did you visit beehives? I never went to an apiary as a kid either. Just They weren't the things that we did. I'm sure they existed, but it just wasn't a thing around where I lived. I've been to apiaries since, been to apple orchards, visited, seen them happen. I'm, I don't get too close, but you know I respect the apiary. I respect the honey farmer, the bee farmer. So uh, do you go to ap- Do you have an apiary? Do you raise bees? Let me know. Write in. Uh, BerenstainBearCast.org. You can write to me on Twitter at BeestainBearCast. Let me know. Do you like honey? Uh, do you raise? Just let me. I want to know your experience with bees and class trips. Uh, this book, though, you can still get this book. This book is in print. Uh, you can also get it online. You can get it virtually, which is how I got it, uh, an electronic copy. It's it's nicely illustrated. It's Jan and Mike. Uh, the bears are on model. The illustrations are fun. They're cute. It's a little wonky in a couple of the places, but uh, I like it. It's cute. It's, it's, it's nicely colored. It's a fun book, and the kids can learn a little bit about bees. Just tell them that bees aren't put to sleep by the honey or by the smoke. They're put to sleep. They're 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 like hormonally triggered into trying to protect their hive. That's it. Also, teacher Bob looking pretty snappy. Hope that date goes well, Bob. Uh, keep that jacket clean. If this is a denim suit you're wearing, all the better. Uh, it gets even higher points for the denim suit. And Papa. Leave those bees alone. Uh, you get honey at home. You literally have a, a neighbor, a farmer, who, who who raises bees and and has honey for you. Stop, stop sticking your head where it doesn't belong. Uh, and for you, listeners, stop sticking your heads where it doesn't belong. Put your head where it does belong, and that is between two headphones playing Deep in Bear Country, Bear and Snake Bearcast. I'll keep making more episodes if you keep listening to them. Uh, let me know what you think. If you haven't reviewed the show, go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It's been a while since the new reviews popped up. Leave me a review, and I will see you all next time deep in bear country.